Hey, hey, what is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 122. And today I have a past guest that I'm having back on the show because I wanted to give you an update. Now, his name is Matt Ward. You may remember the episode I did with Matt all the way back to episode 47. Yeah, I can't believe it. That far back, right? Well, at that time, Matt and he still is, he's still in the crowdfunding space. That's what we had him on for, to talk about crowdfunding. Is it it worth going out there and doing a little bit of a crowdfunding campaign to build up capital to launch a product? And if you're private labeling, probably not. That's kind of what we decided. But if you're launching your own unique product and really trying to have your own product created, then possibly. But that's not what this show is going to be about. This one here is going to be an update since we did that episode because a lot's happened. Uh, He was doing that, but he was also private labeling or getting into private labeling. And he since, I think right now he's at about three products. So he's going to discuss all of the all of the process, you know, the entire process. He's going to talk about, you know, what it took to get that product or the products, you know, kind of found and how he launched them and all of that good stuff. And he's also going to talk about how he is launching products now as far as getting reviews and kind of getting the ball rolling. Now, let me just give you a little bit of a warning. To some people, this may be a little bit of a gray hat technique. I'll let you guys decide. Um, I think it does teeter that line, but I'll let you guys decide. But again, these are just the way that he's doing it, the way that he's building a list of people that he can have review his product and all of that stuff. So I'll let, uh, I'll let him explain it. I'll let you guys decide, okay? So uh, before we do dive into this uh, this interview, I also wanted to uh, read one of our Facebook TASers uh, that actually posted something here, and this is something a little different. We've never done this before here on the show, and what I wanted to do is read exactly what this TASer wrote, okay? And they posted a picture of a little baby, a brand new baby. Now, you guys know that I'm a family guy. I have three kids, so that kind of touched my heart a little bit. I've been there, done that. I know what that feels like, and I wanted to give a little shout out here. So, Brady Cook posts in the TAS Facebook group, morning, everyone, just wanted to introduce you all to my reason for doing private labeling. Logan Mitchell Cook, 8 pounds, 12 ounces, 21 inches, Thanks to Scott and everyone else in this group for helping me make my dream of being able to spend more time with him a reality. So Brady, Cook, thank you so much for posting that and congratulations. I'm excited for you, for your family, and that you're able to also have the reason why you're doing what you're doing, right? That's a huge why. So you got a ton of likes here, over 494 likes on that picture, and then also a bunch of comments congratulating you. So awesome, awesome job, and I wish you guys the best of luck. All right, so let's go ahead and dive into this interview with Matt Ward, and you can listen to exactly how he found his products, how he launched his products and how he continues to move forward. And let me just also say that Matt talks also about his exit strategy. He is planning to exit from this business and he's going to explain exactly how he's going to make that happen. So enjoy this interview with Matt Ward. All right, everyone. I am really excited once again to have Matt Ward joining me today. You guys might remember him from the crowdfunding episode I did, which was episode 47. He currently has a products or products that are launched and he's selling and he has a very, very unique launch process that he's going to share with us. Matt Ward, welcome back to the TAS podcast. What's up, man? 
Hey, thanks for having me. I'm Scott. Hey, no problem. I'm excited to have you back because uh, lots happened. Uh, some some of the listeners, uh, including myself, uh, you know, remember you talking all about crowdfunding and maybe if that was even a viable option for us when we're when we're getting into this into this business, we kind of demystified a few things. But you also had two different product idea things going, right? You had this. Uh, uh, laptop stand, which I think is a great idea, by the way. And I'm, I was, I'm kind of anxious to, to get one of them and test it out. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, what I want to do is I want to talk about that a little bit, and then I want to talk about your current products. And then I want to talk about the launch process. So why don't you talk a little bit about your invention that you actually had and kind of where the process is with that right now? Yeah, I think that's a good place to start. So moral of the story, I was, I was in crowdfunding art of the kickstart. I loved creating things. I wanted to create my own product. I've always had back pain, so I was working on creating a laptop case, i.e. just like a regular like a regular hardcover book that opens up into a standing desk. And I'm going through the process of creating this. I go to China to get it manufactured. I've got a factory there, and it's a bit of a drag. So I send in my designs, and two weeks later, the factory gives me something. And then we change something, and then two weeks later, and there's just these massive time lags. I know a lot of guys that are doing FBA. I've never heard of you, Scott. I've never heard of more or less any of this. I've heard of the ASM stuff. I've known people that have gone through that. And I decide, you know what? If these guys can do it, um, I can do it too. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend a little time doing this, invest a little bit of money, and start getting samples sent. Samples to China are incredibly cheap. Think like a dollar or free for every single sample. And then I was off to the races, getting that, starting to private label the first product, and when I'd been on the show, nothing had launched. Um, fast forward to today, we've got three products now that are live. Product product three actually went live yesterday. Oh, um, nice. Product one product one is is doing quite well. It's it's cruising. The I would say on average, it's somewhere 20, 20 to thirty sales a day on that one right nice. now. Nice. And then product two that launched that launched maybe three weeks ago or so. That one's up to up to. 10 to 15 a day. So it's going pretty well Very good. with those two products. And then product three, we're trying to get that, we're trying to get that up to steam. And that's kind of, that's kind of an update to where we are today. And of course I've launched FBA All-Stars, the podcast. It's kind of walking through my journey and getting some other awesome FBAers on there like Scott and talking about how basically I'm aiming to crush my goals, a seven figure exit at the end of year one. That is my goal, and that's why I'm pushing hard with this business. Yeah, no, and I, I love I love hearing about kind of you. You kind of can see that you have this this well, you've got this this uh, path that you went on, right? And there was different twists and different turns, and you went into this thing thinking you were going to launch your own product, which you still may, um, which I think is a great product. But you know, you you just seen that there was less resistance on the other thing, and then you got in front of those buyers with a product that was already kind of done for you. You just had to kind of like customize and make it your own. And then from there, you started seeing that instantly you could start getting sales and you didn't have to go through all those other hoops and stuff. Um, So I think that's awesome. And then I also think it's cool that you are kind of like documenting your process. I think everyone loves to kind of, you know, see behind the scenes a little bit, see your ups and downs, not all the glory too. I mean, the funny thing is, Matt, I get a lot of people that say, I want to hear more of the people that failed and why they failed. I want to see why, you know, I want to, I want to expose that stuff. And I I do want to be 
able to expose that stuff. And I've had a couple shows where we talk about that, but I, I will share my failures with people and I will share what has gone wrong and, and all that. And that's what I think is great too with you, with the FBA all-stars that you're going to be doing is having these other people come in and really digging into their stories and seeing what really makes it work. And then the other thing that I I'm taking away from what you're doing is you've launched three products and each one you've kind of done, you know, kind of like simultaneously and you're building one off of the other. Now, are they related pro- uh, products where they're going to help promote each other? Absolutely. Uh, guy, I would never touch a products that don't go together. Build a brand. Otherwise, you're just building bullshit. Yeah. And, and you know, the other thing that I like, too, is that you mentioned exiting. Right. And I know that's your strategy because you and I've talked privately about this. But you're talking about building this thing up and then doing a 25 or a 30 X, which, you know, we've talked about on this show is really about that may be the new thing. That may be a great strategy for someone that wants to just build up a business and then hand it off to someone that doesn't want to do all the upfront work and they just want to invest some money and, uh, and, you know, get into the Amazon game. So, okay, let's talk now about number one. Let's talk about this real quick. Your product selection process. Everyone is always fascinated by that. And they want to know if there's a secret that no one else is sharing on how you find these products. Give us in a snapshot. What does product research look for Matt Ward? Well, first I would go to the Amazon and I would get started playing around. So things that I like to look at, when I was initially getting started, at least, look at things that people are passionate about, hobbies, things that you could build a business, a brand, something around that people are going to be excited. Like, let's face it, the the garlic press example, people don't get too excited about garlic presses. It's not really a hobby, but if you decide to go for like a kitchen or a cooking-based stuff, you could make this kind of exciting. So I would get I would get out of the toilet paper niche, out of the boring stuff, and into the into the exciting things. Then you kind of start digging around in the bestsellers. Look through the the top 100 play around in there. Maybe you can find some opportunities through there. Maybe it's too competitive at that point. But then Amazon has this convenient little thing, show results for on the left side, and they have all these little subcategories and you can start to play around with those. I know you use Jungle Scout Scott. I know I use it now. Uh, Greg actually hooked me up with it. He's a great guy. And God, that makes it so much easier. Doesn't it? I didn't, I didn't use that at all with my, with my first product or with, uh, with the second product. But yeah, that's a, that's a great one to get. And you just go through, you can see kind of where the reviews are at, see where the sales prices are at. I want something that's selling, it's at least 15 bucks, probably slightly more. I want it to be doing minimum of 10, minimum of 10 a, a day for, for the month, basically. So like if I'm looking and I see that the top, the top couple are selling or the top page is selling 3,000 units, I can get 10% of that pretty easily. I think Guthrie was the one that talked through that. I think mm-hmm. that's a good a good process to look at. I also think potentially finding finding some bigger products to start out with could be better to have, for instance, my my first product, that'll definitely outsell the second product and the third product just because it's more of a it's more of a high sale volume. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. It sells more. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, no, I, I know what you mean. And you got like accessories that almost could go along with that in a sense. Oh, absolutely. No, it doesn't have accessories. That would be the one nice thing. Mm. But um, if you don't have accessories, I would say look at what your competitors are selling. So mm. there, there's plenty of private labelers and they all kind of know what they're doing as well. See what they're selling. And that's one of the best ways to find, oh, look, he's selling this and that and this and that. I'm going to start encroaching everywhere I can mm. because they're probably making money. You're able to make a little bit of money as well. And let's face it, if you can sell, if you can write, if you're good at marketing, then you're going to be able to do well with Amazon. Yeah, And once you go through the process, though, Matt, I mean, don't don't you agree? Like once you go through it once, then it's a lot easier to go through it again. And it's also easier to find other products because now you've picked that niche. 
Absolutely. It just it just makes it so much simpler. There's too many options. To, okay, yeah. When you're starting out, there's too many options. There's too many question marks. And people are like, shit, should I do this? Should I do that? Well, this could be better. That could be a better niche. Once you've committed, then it's like, well, okay, the baby's already here. Now let's go, let's go get started. Yeah, let's go, let's go make this thing available to people, right? I mean, that's that's really what it's at. So I, I love that. Um, and yeah, I mean, a lot of people think that there's like this secret. There really isn't. It just takes work, it takes time to really drill down deep in these categories and then look at your sellers and see what they're selling and then just drill into theirs. And with Jungle Scout, you can go ahead and look at all that data. Uh, And if you guys are brand new to the show and you haven't heard the episode with Greg Mercer, you're definitely going to want to check that out. That's episode 56. So that'll be theamazingseller.com forward slash 56. And he actually walks you through a video of him actually drilling down and, and doing this. Now, let me ask you this too, Matt. And this is something that Greg was talking about is like, you know, he looks at like the top 10 or top 12 or whatever. And if, the, if, if combined on all of them, they're selling 3000 units a month and that equates to 10 a day. So that way you can you know say, I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll take 10% of that, um, you know, of that particular market, like you said. But now what if you don't see the depth? What if you see the top three are taking all the sales and then it drops off from there? Are you still able to go in there or wanting to go in there? Or do you kind of back off at that point? I think it really depends based on where the top three are at reviews wise. Are these big brands? For instance, I play in an arena where there's a lot of big brands. So you're going to have to be able to beat them. And beating them is always going to be hard because they'll have outside help, outside traffic, and they don't care if they're losing money or not. So those are all things to consider. But generally, as a rule of thumb, when I'm launching a, a launching a private label product, my goal is to have it on page one within two weeks, probably less, and to have it up in the up in the top five pretty pretty soon thereafter. So I want my product. I'm not just going for like a straggler. Every single one's I'm aiming to be a winner. Yeah, no, okay. That, that's awesome. And because some people, um, they, you know, they don't understand that, especially uh, as far as depth go. I, I do like personally deeper because then I know oh, depth that, is great. You know, that I don't have to be. But, you know, you're right. If I mean, if, especially if it's your second product too, you might be thinking to yourself, well, let's see here, you know, how hard would it be to get that spot? And you know what? If I don't get there right away, it's okay because my first product is the one that's driving it anyway. Um, so, okay, that, that's good. So, all right. So let's kind of get off of the product research type stuff. I just wanted to touch on that because I know a lot of people ask that question. Let's get into the launch process. What does Matt Ward's launch process look like? I know you said that you kind of have a unique process that you wanted to share. Let's have it. What, what do you do um, to launch a product, you know, kind of, you know, soup to nuts? <laughs> um, okay. So we'll talk about this a little bit and we'll see what happens. So Facebook is the most powerful platform you have to launch a product. And it's not through your own Facebook pages. It's through groups. So I'm in a lot of Facebook groups at this point. Facebook's actually taken away that privilege from me and the privilege of posting until October 5th. Hopefully I'll get that back pretty soon. But if your product is hobby related, if people are passionate about it, you can build an email list right off the bat. And this is this is something I've done. So my launches, I'll launch to my customers. I'll do like a 50% off list. But you know what? What if I get people that aren't quite customers, but they want to be customers? And I get them on that 50% off list. So if I find if I find hobby-related groups that are interested in my product, I can post, guys, this is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to quit the full-time job and turn the passion into a real business. If you're interested in 50% off awesome products and testing that, yada, yada. Shoot me, shoot me your email or hit me up with a message and I will hook you up with a coupon. You do that when you launch and just about every single one of the groups is not going to work. 
But you know what? 10 to 20% are going to go freaking nuts. Uh, it's hard to track. Amazon has a really crappy platform when it comes to tracking promotions, unfortunately. If you're running more than five, you just can't see how many you're actually giving away. But I've built up massive email lists in incredibly short amounts of time just with similarly related strategies of Facebook groups. I've probably got the, the current... The current hobby group is somewhere around 350 emails, some of those customers, some of those through Facebook. I've built my own Amazon review networks through Facebook group posting. Those are, those are about 200 people each. I launched that, that fateful software via fa- Facebook, and you can, you can just get hundreds of emails very quickly if you're very smart with how you use Facebook groups. And it's, uh, it's gray hat, it's black hat, it's, it's not really black hat, let's face it. People love it, and it's just using Facebook in a way that they don't traditionally recommend or think about yeah but so when you think outside the box you can you can do a lot all right but let, let's kind of let's kind of break this down though so if if um if someone is so what you're saying though is you're going into a group in a hobby in there and then you're just posting something in there that says hey if you want to receive this for a discount go here is that all no okay so there there's a very fine-tuned way to do this so and I, I know this is going to sound weird, and it's because it is. When you send people links, it looks like spam. When you try to be salesy, it looks like spam. In Facebook groups, that's how you get destroyed. And I, w- I had a pretty good track record for quite some time until one person reported a post as spam. But that's one person, and I'm, I'm probably in close to 80 groups. So it's, it's been going pretty well. So what you're going to want to do is share like a picture of your product. This is what I've been working on. If you're interested in 50% off, you want it to be a personal message. You don't want to send them to Amazon or anything like that. I did that one time and oh, your conversion rate just absolutely goes to hell. Just think about hundreds of people clicking through to your listing and then deciding, yeah, never mind. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to do that. Once you get them on a personal message, you're going to want to grab their email address before you shoot them a coupon code because you know what? Then you got an email address. You can remarket, you can follow up with them all of that good stuff, throw it in MailChimp. Then just have a copy-paste template of, here's what you need to know, go here, and you can find my product. Here's a coupon code, grab it now before before it runs out, yada, yada, et cetera. And you you can generate sales very quickly. I like to walk people through the actual process of finding the product versus super URLs. Hmm. I feel like super URLs are starting to lose it, i.e., or they're already dead. But walking people through the through the process is very powerful. That said, I've lost hundreds of dollars walking people through the process and realizing they were clicking on my sponsored ads posts, which was a recent podcast I had on FBA All Stars about how I lost hundreds through more or less that issue. But it uh, it seems to be working pretty well. Right. Okay. So, I, and I just want to understand, like, why? How? You know, why would uh, Facebook have an issue with you posting in a group? You know what I mean? If you're just putting something in there that is is saying that you have a coupon code of some sort, just because then people are reporting it as spam? Yeah, so if people if someone reports something as spam, that's when you have the trouble. Now, let me preface this by saying it's going to depend on how good of a writer you are, how much that you can write this like as an earnest, honest kind of thing. Otherwise, you're going to get screwed saying, guys, here's a coupon code. If you want to go buy my product, just do this. It's, it's a finesse kind of thing, but yeah, that and then... I've done this for a lot of different things as well. I'm in a lot of groups. Facebook got a little upset at one point, but we're uh, we're back on nice terms now. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I look at it as I mean, and again, it's I'm not recommending that people go out and use this method if they if they feel as though their Facebook account is going to be jeopardized. But the way that I would approach this is, 
first off, if you're going, if you were going to do this, um, I would say go in and try to create some type of, uh, just some type of, of awareness that you're there and that you're in the group and not just going to slam up that code. Now, yeah, if you're going to do that, you have a chance of getting banned, but like Matt, like you're saying, you're you're also you know basically aware of that and you're okay with that. You just want to go in there and get maybe ten or fifteen emails and before you get booted. Um, now the other way to do this, uh, and this is to me the white hat way of doing it, is actually just running sponsored ads to those you know not necessarily groups but to fan pages that are similar or target audiences, and then getting them to go over there. Yes, you're going to spend money, but the other way you're spending time and you're also spending possibly goodwill. So what's your thoughts on that, Matt? Why why not just run paid ads to certain groups and you know get 50 cent clicks or 30 cent clicks uh, a couple things a i don't think it'll work because it'll look like a ad b you're paying for it c where are you sending them to so if you're sending them to a landing page people aren't going to be keen on that so the beautiful thing about the facebook is it's it's literally like a messaging system okay awesome thanks that you're interested what's your email i'll add you bing bang boom so if you have those all copy pasted you're going to be getting emails just I don't know if you can hear me snapping. I can hear it. Yeah, it's there. (laughs) It's just it's just rapid fire. So Facebook takes away that whole you email someone and it goes to their spam folder. You email someone and it goes somewhere else. They don't see it. Yada, yada. It pops up and you see something that says seen or you don't see that. And, you know, right then and there, like what what the result is. Okay. It's, it's an interesting little thing, but it's definitely something that you can do not just with Amazon, but with anything. And. There's there's a way to do it that's spammy, and there's a way to do it that's really effective, and I think it's a very fine line. Yeah, it is, it is, and and I think that like you're saying, I mean, if you're if you're going in there and you're you're going after giving away something genuinely, you're doing that, and people are you know if they're taking you up on it, then well, then they ask for it, so you give it to them. I I, I understand that part of it. I guess the black hat and gray hat kind of area that you might be teetering on is that it's kind of like that shotgun approach where you're just blasting it out to as many groups as you can and you're taking what you can get. So yeah, there's, it's just a, again, I'm not, I'm, I'm personally not sure if I'm a fan of it, but it's working for you and you're, that's your strategy. That's fine. The other thing, I don't know, have you used uh, Amisuite, the review engine for that to find the top, uh, top 10,000 reviewers and go ahead and start contacting those people? I actually didn't. Um, I think before Amazuite came out, I had a I had a VA go through the Amazon reviewer list and just pull the emails. So I will occasionally email the the top reviewers about reviewing the products. Mm. The one thing that I I almost avoid this more than I avoid other Amazon reviewers though, because my thought is I want to walk people through the process of finding the product. Otherwise, you're not really getting the sale. And I feel like Amazon reviewers might not be okay with that, even though I think it's completely legitimate. I, I don't want to do anything that would potentially get them to be inclined to report me for sending them something, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it, it does. It's funny, though. I just I just interviewed a top 500 uh, reviewer, and I wanted to have her on the show because I wanted to hear their thoughts and kind of like, you know, what their thoughts are of sellers and what they're, why they, why they go after being a top reviewer. Like, what are all those things? And it was an interesting conversation. She did say that, uh, and she gave some tips um, on that show, and uh, basically that um, you know they want to review good products, and they're more than happy to walk through certain steps. But with that also being said, they don't want to be spammed. So if you are going to, so anyone that is listening to this, if you're going to send it to a reviewer, one little tip here is to write them an individual message. She already, she said to me, she goes, if I see a group message or, a, you know, a duplicate copy, whatever it is, uh, the CC, 
you know, if she sees that and you, you're like attached to another 20 names, she'll instantly delete it. She won't even read it. So one little tip here is just reach out to these people. Those reviews are so powerful that me personally, uh, Matt, I mean, I like the strategy of going out there and and just collecting this list of top reviewers because we know that they're reviewers. That's what they're saying that they're doing and they're, they love it. They're proud of it. And then from there, reaching out to these people. And then once they review it, you're building this relationship that you have an email with that you can then, even if you only have 50 of these, they're so powerful because their rank is so much better than just an average person. So that's another strategy. And again, you and I are just kind of wrapping strategy here. But yeah, I I get it on both sides. And so I I guess the question is for you too, Matt, is what are you trying to get out of that sales or a review? You know what I mean? Because it sounds like you want the sale to get the credit for for the the actual sale to get the ranking. I want both. So I realized with my 50% off giveaways to some past customers, a lot of customers don't understand the importance of a review, which has been really frustrating. So I had a ton of sales from those, but not a ton of reviews. Mm-hmm. Then I did some I did some reviewer blast stuff as well, where I was looking at getting the reviews and getting the sales. I'm personally not convinced that the reviews are that much of an indicator on where you rank. For instance, with product two that I have now, it's just possibly now broken the fifty sale or the fifty review mark. And there's plenty of other products that have tons more reviews, yet I'm ranking page one, ranking top 10, ranking top five for lots of very important keywords when there's plenty of other people that have way more reviews. And I think it's just sales volume and then the product starting to convert with, with PPC. It's, it's godly right now. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I don't think the reviews have much to do with the ranking at all. I think if anything, and th- this is a little bit of, you know, we don't know really if this is true and wh- how much effect it has. I, I do think that the reviews might get indexed in Google. Um, so th- th- those reviews could lead people back from Google. But right now you're not focusing on that. You're focusing on reviews and sales. I think the sales volume is going to be more important than the review. The review to me is just a conversion mechanism that's going to help you get the sale when someone does land on your listing. And then that sale will then in turn help you rank. Um, so I think you're 100% right. If you have a thousand reviews, but you, your your sales have slipped and you don't have any sales, but you've got 50 reviews and you've got 10, 12 sales, 15 sales a day, you're probably going to outrank that person with a thousand reviews. I do agree with that. Um, and I think I think Amazon's missed a little bit. I think they weigh weigh the 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 score of your review probably too much. For instance, when you launch, you're going to come out with lots of reviewer reviews, which means you're going to have a ton of five star reviews. I think there's a little bit of an extra bump. For someone with a smaller number of reviews that are high quality or five star versus one that's actually more realistic with more reviews and lower scores. That's mm. completely just completely personal uh, opinion, but mm. it seems to have that effect. No, no, that, yeah, that very well could be. I mean, we're all speculating here, but it, that makes sense. And and I think you just validated, though, too, kind of that, you know, you have someone that's got a thousand reviews and you only have 50 reviews and you were able to to make the first page. So it just kind of that kind of proves that, you know, the reviews aren't everything, but the reviews do help you convert. I do believe that. Yeah, that's an interesting twist. And again, I want people listening, you know, we're just kind of rapping here about different techniques. You know, I'm not sure that I'd be comfortable with with Matt, with your with your uh, strategy, I would probably have to refine that to, to make it a little bit more white hat. But I think it's well, interesting. Well, see, that's the thing. It's refined now. So you only have to iterate on it once or twice, and then you have the email lists. So this round, I'm, I'm experimenting just with going with the email lists and gotcha. just going through MailChimp, setting it up like that. But yeah, no, I completely agree. Yeah. And, and so, so at this point now, you launch like second product, third product. Do you just now go to that email list that you've built from that initial round of kind of like gathering? 
Yeah, that's what I'm working on right now. It's really frustrating. So I, yesterday morning I woke up and my product was suddenly live and received. So I was very excited about that. The product actually initially, it showed up to, oh God, it was, it showed up to the States. The boxes were busted. My freight forwarder told me it was 50% rusted. I was, mm-hmm. oh, that was a nightmare situation. The, it ended up not being 50% rusted. Things could be cleaned and it ended up being, I think, 10%. Uh, ten no twenty percent somewhere somewhere give or take in that ballpark mm-hmm. so that we can actually roll forward with it and so we're going on that now but it's not showing up in search terms yet like the 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 BSR right now is like sixteen hundred and it's it's doing okay and that's primarily based through through the giveaways but I want it to start showing up so I can guide people through the process of finding it. Right now, everyone's finding it through my sponsored ad, which is absolute nightmare situation. Even though I've got the massive "do not click on this," it's uh, yeah, trying to fix that problem. Still okay. working on it. So yeah, so so I guess well, what you're saying for people that are following along is kind of like you're guiding people through, like you know, put in garlic press, go go to the you know first page, find you know best garlic presses are us or whatever, click on that listing, and then you know use your coupon code through that listing. But what they're doing is they're going to that first page and they're finding your sponsored ad, and then they're clicking on the sponsored ad, and then they're buying it um, through that. Is that right? Absolutely. And it, it took me so long. I was like, wow, this is converting like crazy. This is this is exciting. This sponsored ad or this product, it's it's kicking ass with sponsored ads. I wonder like what it is. And then after a while, it was like, wait, 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 that would be easy. Wait a second. Hmm. And that was like that. That was the thought process of, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that makes sense, too. Um, so maybe maybe this is the other thing to do. Why not just kill that that sponsored ad while you're running that? You know, that would be another thought. That's what I would think. I've thought about that, but it's, I think they're doing pretty well on their own outside of people clicking on them as well. Okay. Which, uh, it's, it helps me, it helps me show page one, number one, even though I have one review right now on the first product. Mm, gotcha. And that, okay. And that's a, that's a friend who left a review for me because the product hasn't actually reached anyone yet. Yeah. So, okay. So let's just kind of wrap up here then with saying that, um, so when you do this initial launch now through this process, what's that look like? The, the inventory gets shipped to FBA. It goes live. You try to get a few reviews from friends, family, whoever that'll leave one. And then do you instantly turn on pay-per-click and then start telling people about it from your email list? Is that kind of how the strategy looks now? Yeah, it kind of looks like that, except one thing I've found is that friends and family are less reliable than reviewers. So they seem to think that it's like really important that they use the product and try the product. So I'll send I'll send friends and family ones out and then maybe like three or four weeks later, I'll be following up and be like, oh, I, I, I forgot to buy that. Can you send me the coupon code again? And that'll be pretty consistent. So I'm actually cutting out the friends and family round and going straight to the reviewers because the reviewers don't care if there's reviews or not. When they're initially getting the right. product, they're just excited about getting the product. And they're the ones that'll be leaving the reviews two days later. And I'm I'm rolling with that. So my goal is to it's really hard with email addresses. So you're emailing I mean, you might be emailing five hundred people and maybe ten percent take you up, maybe five, maybe twenty. You really don't have that much control over it. So my goal is to give away somewhere between like ten to ten to twenty five a day for the next for the next five or six days and really just try to keep the, keep the numbers up and get the reviews going and start ranking the products so, to so, get, it, get it up there faster. Yeah. So, so you're pretty much, uh, you want to allow like about 50 to what a hundred units to give away for your, your launch process. 
Yeah, I think that's more or less what it came out to for for product two when I was able to look at the the statistics on that. I think it came out to somewhere between like seventy five to a hundred. I think that can definitely work. And if you do it the right way, you target your your main keywords, the keywords that matter and drive the business, then you can be okay with that. Okay. Yeah. No, that sounds good. Now, this, this has been interesting. And I, I know there's like uh, probably some people thinking like, you know, okay, is, is this legit? Is it, you know, it, it's it's totally up to you. You know, what I, you know what I mean? It's like the way that you're going about this is just to get that initial kickstart of, 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 you know, your product rolling. And what Matt's really doing is trying to find a way to build an email list, which we've talked about before. And I've told you guys in the past, if you've listened to the show, that um, I'm a big fan of building an email list. Now, However you acquire that, that's totally, you know, that, that could be in question. And the way that Matt's doing it is a little different, a little unique, and some could say that it's gray hat, and, um, and some could say that it's, it's perfectly fine. I think that you need to be the, the deciding factor in that, but know that it's an email list of people that have raised their hand that want to test and try that product, and that's really the ultimate goal for you, Matt, is what you're doing, and I think that's what you're sharing. So just for people listening, just take this as a as a way to take your product and bring it to market with having an email list to launch to. That's really the bottom line. So Matt, is there anything else you wanted to add before we wrap up this episode? I would say if you're going to build the email list, have a follow-up sequence. So I've, I was talking earlier that I had some content, and I've basically been writing articles for the site. So I've got uh, I've got ten basically ten long form articles or somewhere thereabouts on my site. So I now have a two and a half month long autoresponder calling people back to the Shopify site from time to time to hopefully get some some extra purchases. But I think uh, I think to to wrap things up, if if people want to follow along with the journey, they've got their own their own all star goals. If you go to fbaallstars.com. You can check out the podcast. You can get all the cool free resources, hear about the little experiments I'm running, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the steps to seven figures because that's my goal. Everyone else has their own goals, and that's kind of cool too because we're all in different situations. So let's rock. Yeah, no, thank you very much for that. And yeah, um, anyone that's interested that want to follow along with Matt, definitely go over and check out fbaallstars.com and uh, yeah, follow along. And again, I think it's just interesting to be able to follow along with other people's journeys. So thank you so much again for stopping by. I will be following up with you again, as always. And uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll be trading notes back and forth. But uh, yeah, thanks so much for uh, taking time out of your day again, Matt. And I know that you are, where are you tuning in from again? Or where are you connecting with us again? Let people know. I am actually in Singapore of all places, staying at a staying at a friend's place, and they are actually out of town for a funeral, so I have the entire place to myself, <laughs> and that's more or less where we're turning in. Twelve hours away from you, Scott, halfway across the world. That is awesome. That is awesome. Well, hey, I appreciate it, and uh, yeah, we'll definitely uh, we'll be in touch. And again, if anyone wants to follow along with with you, they can uh, or with Matt, they can head over to fbaallstars.com. All right, Matt, thank you so much again. I appreciate it. Good luck to you, and uh, we'll talk to you really soon. Thanks for having me on, Scott. It's been great. And thanks for tuning in, guys. Hope I didn't bore you too much. I'm sure they got a lot out of that, Matt. All right. Take care. Yeah, cheers. Okay, so there you have it. Another great interview from someone else that's in this business that is doing it maybe just a little bit differently at times, and he has a little bit of a different plan, right? He has an exit plan. And again, like I told you guys in the past, you know, that's not a bad idea. And it's gonna be coming becoming more and more like 
mainstream, I guess. It's going to be coming where I think people are going to be building businesses with that in mind right from the get-go. And if you guys have not heard about jungleflippers.com, that's a that's an actual service now that is making this all happen. It's a brand new service. I'm actually on the board of directors for that, which I'm really excited about, and I think it's going to be a great, great service moving forward. So if you want to check out more about that, head over to jungleflippers.com, and you'll uh, you'll get all that, that information. And once again, if you wanted to follow along with Matt's journey, uh, he's got a podcast, like I said, that's uh, documenting all of his uh, progress, all the ups and the downs. Check that out over to uh, go to iTunes, search for FBA All-Stars, and uh, yeah, check it out and give him a little love over there. All right, so that is going to wrap up this episode. Uh, for those of you that don't know, if you wanted to attend one of my live workshops, it's a free workshop where I actually take you through the five phases for choosing a product, for sourcing a product, doing a pre-launch, doing a launch, and doing a promotion for it. I do that all on a live workshop where I teach all of that stuff from my experience and other people that I am in connection with, how, how they're doing it, and I actually break that down into those five phases on a live workshop, and I also do live Q&A. Would love you to attend if you haven't attended, or even if you have attended, I've had people that attend almost all of them just because they want to stick around for that live Q&A where I'm on there answering your questions live. So would love to have you attend. Head over to TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash workshop. Once again, that's TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash workshop. All right, guys, that's it. That is going to wrap it up. Remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you. I'm rooting for you, but you have to, you have to do one thing for me. What is that? Let's say it together. You guys know the drill. Say it together. Take action. Have an awesome day, and I will see you in the next episode. Just as fired up as this one. All right, see you soon.